For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of a horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together and that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get this show started. One big issue that I see a lot today in both horses and riders is all about confidence, or to be more specific, a lack of confidence. Now take my two horses, for example. When I bought Ozzy back when he was a five-year-old, he was literally scared of everything. He was, he was scared of all humans, including me. He was scared of saddles, bridles, numbness, bits, girths, the buckles on the girts that would jingle unexpectedly. He was scared of random noises, sudden noises, poles on the ground, poles not on the ground, people close to him, people far away from him in the distance. It was crazy. The list literally went on and on and on and on and on for years. Leading him in a head collar took courage because there was a lot of spooks and it was actually quite dangerous and it was impossible to go out in a trail ride with him it just wasn't an option and then we have Matilda so when I got Matilda as a five-year-old she was a little herd bound and she was scared of being without another horse she was excellent at spooking when you were leading her and any birds who jumped out of a tree or a bush she thought they were just about to kill her so she had to get going pretty fast and let's be honest here if you have a horse who spooks suddenly and very fast or quite often when you're not expecting it, maybe you're leading them on foot or you're riding them and you're just trying to stay alive, you're probably going to start losing confidence then too. And I know that one way to try and deal with this issue before you ride is to lunge your horse and maybe work through excess energy before you get into the saddle. But that can actually create more issues. So number one, is this really fixing the actual problem? Or are you just trying to stick a band-aid or a, 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 an elastoplast on something? Because in a few days, you'll probably just have to do it again. And what I've noticed is that it's not necessarily good for the horse physically to lunge them because a horse can be looking outside to the outside of the circle and not balanced on the circle. And when a horse is in balance, that's going to worry the horse mentally. And that might even cause them to rush even more. And also, having that bad posture on a circle, particularly if then if you're doing it at speed and walk and trot and canter, like it's not a good physical pattern for your horse's long-term health. And then in terms of partnership and communication, 
I feel that lunging can sometimes teach the horse to zone you out and to nearly ignore you. Now, aside from the moments that you ask them to change speed or to change gait or change direction, like aside from those moments, it looks quite often like the horse is just ignoring the person and that's what you're kind of teaching them to do. You're like, the horse must maintain gait and go around in a circle and the horse is like, okay, that's what I'll do. I'll just zone you out and just keep doing this thing the whole time. And that's 100% the opposite of what we want to teach our horses to do. We actually want to teach our horses to keep focusing on us and to keep checking in with us and asking us questions and to develop that connection and not teach them to just ignore us and run around in circles. And so in many cases, the number one thing I see that stops us making progress together, it's a lack of confidence in the horse or in the rider. But there's one good thing that I want to mention, because often if we can build confidence in the horse, the rider's confidence is going to grow naturally. So I want to introduce two really useful groundwork strategies that will help you to build confidence with your horse and make your time together a lot more enjoyable. So the first strategy is the 100 miles a month strategy. So it's, the idea is that you're going to walk your horse 100 miles in a month, but don't panic. It doesn't have to be a month or even it doesn't even have to be 100 miles. We've had lots of students who have walked 10 miles with their horse over a month and they've seen a huge improvement or they've walked three miles with the horse in one week and they've already started to see the horse relax and grow in confidence. And sometimes people say, well, Elaine, I don't have access to to miles of trails and forests or whatever. Like I can't walk 100 miles anywhere. I, it's, it's not possible. But the answer to that is that you don't need access to miles and miles of trails. You just need where your horse lives now. So you can start this by doing laps. You can do laps around your stable area or your yard. You can do laps up and down a safe roadway that you have. You can do laps in your paddocks. You can do laps in the arena. You can do laps around a field or two if you have a field. And you can even start doing laps in a small area. And that's what so many people have started. And it's actually, there's a whole strategy around comfort zones and stuff. And actually we do actually recommend that you start just in a small area close to home at the beginning. So that's, I mean, it's, that's kind of, it just works really well. And it can sound really easy. Oh, Elaine, I just walk my horse. But it's such a powerful exercise. And I've done it with both of my horses following the strategies, which are quite specific in terms of like where you go and what you do when different things happen and what how do you manage when your horse spooks or if your horse wants to eat grass or if your horse is going too fast, what do you do? If they're going too slow, what do you do? If they're pushing into you with their shoulder, what do you do? All of these things. And I've seen a huge difference. And it also helps with any herd bound or barn sour issues too. And if this sounds interesting, I would like to invite you to join our 14-day challenge, which is at 100milesamonthchallenge.com. And this has been created by a good friend of mine, Steve Halfpenny. And it is just, I kind of think like every horse should do it because it just, it's just insane how much of a difference it makes and how much it helps build confidence in horses. And we've had over a thousand students go through this program now, and we've really seen some amazing success stories. And now the second strategy that I want to mention is that I think it's a really good idea to sit down one evening, get a pen and paper and make a list of all of the things you would like to get your horse used to, from plastic bags to bicycles to 
kangaroos to llamas, umbrellas, whatever it is, depending where you live in the world. And I want this list to be long, like really long. So I want you to write down every single thing you can think of. And then very slowly, in a safe environment, I would gradually introduce new things. And again, I do it all on the ground. Don't even worry about writing. This is all groundwork. And I would allow my horse to become curious and to explore and build their confidence. And now this is all done in the horse's time. So we're not the people going, you must get used to this today. No, <laughs> the horse is the one that sets the speed in this whole operation. But it's such a powerful strategy. And when you put in a little bit of time um, into doing this and making that list and then starting to work through it, it can really work so well. And if you want to help with that, that's actually what I do. Because not only will you be creating confidence in your horse, but you're also going to be building up the trust and partnership as well. And it actually becomes something that's fun and enjoyable for you and for the horse. And there is a simple step-by-step plan that I share with all my students. And you can learn more about this at confidencefix.com. So thanks for listening and talk to you in the next episode.